So what does your family portrait look like? How many of you got one hanging on the wall, uh, maybe in the hallway or something, and it's you and your kids? You know, from most of us, it's not from very recently, right? It's like they're old pictures from a, from a long time back. But I bet you almost everybody in here has some sort of family portrait that you can bring to mind. Well, here's what a family portrait is. It's a, uh, a, actually a, a visual or a verbal description of somebody's family. It's a snapshot of the differences, all the difficulties that come along with having a family. And so that, that family portrait a lot of times represents a lot of good stuff, and sometimes it can represent bad stuff that has happened in our family, and it brings to our mind, you know, those things come to our mind when we see them. Now, in this series, we're going to be taking a look at all these types of things, and here's the approach that we're taking. We are each week going to take a family, a family portrait that you'll see on the screen, and we're going to tell you a story that could be true about that family, and the, where we got all of this from was from, let me back that up. The stories we're going to tell about these families, they represent the surveys that you guys filled out a few months ago. So these are stories or these are, are things in family dynamics, differences, difficulties that you all got, you said, hey, I want to know about this. And we compiled this series just for you. And we're going to use the Bible to address issues in these families. Each week or this whole series, we have a theme scripture. And it's from the Bible, and it's Proverbs chapter 7, verse 4. Proverbs means wise saying. So it would be really smart for us to pay attention to what's in Proverbs. Here we go. Make insight a treasured member of your family. So just think for a minute. Who is the most treasured member in your family? Whoever it is. Well, we want to make insight, God's insight, one of those treasure, a treasured member, just like the people you treasure. Not what we don't want to do is have a, a series where, like, oh, I could add that little thing here, and I can add a little bit of Jesus there, and a little bit of church there, and that's going to make everything in my life perfect. Well, number one, no, that's not what would happen. But number two, that's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is we're we're bringing insights from the Bible from God that we can make treasured. We can make them a treasured part of our family, something that is important to us and that we hold on to and it's dear to our hearts. That's what we're talking about. So we want to truly treasure and greatly value insights from Scripture for our family lives. Now, here's our family for this week. This couple, um, they have, this is their first child, and uh, they, you know, they, this is a good family for the most part. You know, they They've gone through life. They're not horrible people. They don't do a bunch of bad, awful things. Um, but they, they're thinking they're missing something. And probably what prompted that was having this little one. When you have a new addition to your family, especially your first child, you, you start to reevaluate life. You start to think of what's important and what's not. And this couple's doing the same. They're thinking, hmm, we, we, we've been doing okay, but... We've noticed throughout our lives that families fall apart a lot of times, that marriages disintegrate and families have troubles, and we don't want that to be the story for our family. We want to get things on the right track here at the beginning, especially with our new little one, so that we can give them a bright future. And so that's kind of how they're thinking, and they're realizing, and we don't quite have it right, something 
something's missing. Well, this family, they've never been to church before. Uh, they, again, they're good folks, but they just they didn't grow up in church. Their parents never took them, and it's just not been something that they've done. Well, they've heard people talk about God and talk about church and how things have been good for the you know how God has blessed their lives, but they've never experienced it or, or been a part of it themselves. Well, it just so happens that a couple of their friends invited them to church on Easter Sunday, and they said, "Hey, come with us." And so this couple. And their very first experience with God or with church, they went to an Easter service, and they're sitting there, and they're thinking, okay, well, this might be good for us, but they're wondering, what is the big deal about Easter? What's the, what, what makes it so special? What's, what's, what's so important about this? How does it apply to our life? We have never been in church. This seems to be kind of a church thing. So they're, they're wondering. Well, this family is very much like a lot of other families throughout the world today. Um, they see the dynamics of family life. They see the difficulties and differences they've experienced them. And they're, they're wondering, what could help us go on the right track? Well, it just so happens that just like our family here, you guys are in church on Easter Sunday. It's amazing how that worked out. And um, sure to know that Easter has some incredible insights that we can treasure. Have you ever heard this saying, this changes everything? Like a TV commercial, I've seen one about a truck that uses that, and this is advertisers trying to get you and I to buy their stuff because it changes everything in their life. Here's an example of what we're talking about. Well, what do you got there? Berry pomegranate mio. Berry pomegranate what? Berry pomegranate mio. Do I just squirt a little? Or you can squirt a lot. Mmm. <laughs> really changes your water. It changes everything. Well, mio is great. I put it in my water, but I'm not sure it changes everything, okay? But you know, there is something that does change everything. Actually, there's some one who changes everything, and specifically something this someone did has changed everything, everywhere, for everybody. Now, our family story today that we're using highlights a pretty universal concern. Couples are missing something. Families are struggling. And fundamentally, people everywhere are just having a hard time dealing with life. It boils down to this. Everybody needs this something that changes everything. Everybody needs that. Well, I've got news, great news, in fact. Everybody can have this something that changes everything. Now, the family in our story can have a great life and great hope if they have this something that changes everything. Now, our great news comes in two parts, the good news and the bad news. Let's start with the bad news, all right? Our family here, they got issues. They've got problems. It may not be selling meth out of their garage, but they're very human, and they got problems. Chad used that in the first service, and you didn't use it, so I got to say that joke. <laughs> they, uh, they got issues, though, just like me and you. They have problems, and they, they are part of this messed up humanity that we are all a part of. You know, we're people whose actions have cost us dearly, and the Bible helps us with this. So let's look at 
a Bible verse about this situation. Romans 3.23. You see, all have sinned, and all their futile attempts to reach God in his glory fail. All have sinned, and therefore their attempts to reach God are futile. They fail. So because we sin, we can't reach God. So let, let's talk a little bit about that tiny word, sin. Let's define it a little bit. In essence, sin is the failure or the refusal of human beings to live the life God designed them for. Failure or refusal to do what they know God wants, to do the right thing. Now, sin started way back at the beginning of time. God created Adam and Eve, and they lived in this awesome garden and had all these privileges. They could talk to God face-to-face, face-to-face with God in the garden. He said, now, guys, uh, you're free beings, and so I want to give you my, my guidelines. There's just one rule. Don't break this rule. Don't eat from that one tree. That's all. Just don't do that. Everything else is good. We're going to, it's just going to be awesome. Well, they chose to go to that tree needed. They chose to disobey. They chose to sin, to disobey God. So that brought sin into the world. Now, let's look at the result of sin. What does sin do? Also from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 13. Sin disturbed relations with God and everything and everyone. Sin caused this huge disturbance between relations with God, with everything and everyone. Sin messed everything up. It messed everything up so much so that sin comes between us and a holy God, making us not like Adam and Eve in the garden, face-to-face, but incompatible. Mankind is incompatible with God now because he is holy and we're sinful, and there's a barrier. We can't be together. So Adam and Eve in the garden, because of their sin, they had to leave the garden. They couldn't see and walk with God and have that face-to-face relationship anymore. And mankind has had to live on earth ever since and for eternity without God because of sin. And this life on earth without God, it's empty. And eternal life without God is tragic. That's the bad news. And it's bad news. But God had a plan in his heart and mind from day one on how he would deal with our sin problem and bring us back into a close relationship with him. That's what Easter is all about. So back to our family we're using today. This is great news for this family and maybe your family too. They're good people with good hearts and intentions and they obey the law and don't go out of their way to hurt people. But as good as they are, they find themselves failing to live this life God wants us all to live. And they realize that's why they're missing something. But fortunately, God's plan is in effect. So back in our culture, crime has... Think of sin like crime. In our culture, crime has to be punished, and there has to be justice. Well, our sin is actually against God. It's actually a crime against God, and it has to be paid for so we can be made compatible again, and we can't do it. We can't be good enough. We can't do enough good stuff to be compatible with God, but Jesus made a way. So when Jesus died for our sins, he paid the penalty that you and I both owed God. So Jesus dies. He's on the cross, and then they take him down. And then they lay him in the tomb 
for three days, and then God raised him from the dead. That's what we're celebrating today. And when God did that, that completed his plan of dealing with sin once and for all, providing the way for us to become compatible with God again. That is great news. That is such great news. Let's look at the Easter story and just celebrate this great news today, okay? We're going to jump in the story at the point where Jesus has been crucified and laid in the tomb for three days, and now it's Sunday morning. All right, let's look at the story. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. Wow! I, I picture a quiet morning, and all of a sudden, earthquake. Has anybody ever experienced an earthquake? I, I was in San Diego a few years ago, sitting in the car, and all of a sudden, Lord and I look at each other, was that? And my, my son calls me immediately, Dad, did you feel that? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Well, they had this great earthquake, shook everything up, and this scary angel now rolls away this big, huge stone that was covering the entrance to the grave. He rolls it away by himself. And then he just jumps up on it and sits down like he doesn't have a care in the world. He's just happy as he can be, waiting for the disciples to come. Okay, now... At that point, there's Roman guards who are standing watch over the tomb. They're supposed to be protecting the tomb, right? Well, let's see what happens with these guards. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. These big, tough, mean Roman soldiers, boom, they're gone. <laughs> they're just fainted, afraid on the ground. But then the angel spoke to the woman. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. You hear the excitement of the angel? He's risen. He's not here. Come, take a look. And so this big, scary angel is just trying to get these gals to celebrate. The soldiers fainted, but now these women get to celebrate. So after they've seen that, then the angel is going to encourage them. Now, this is the greatest news ever for mankind. Go share it with his disciples. Go tell them. So let's read on. The angel says, And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were excited. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. So these gals are just lit. They're like, wow, he's risen. This angel, big, scary angel has told us to celebrate. We're going to go tell the guys. And so now the only thing that could possibly happen to make this day even better for these gals happens. Let's look at it. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Isn't that amazing? It's just awesome. The story, what God did for us through Jesus. Well, guys, this changes everything. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ changed everything. So how good is this good news? 
How, how big a deal is it for me and you today and our family that we're looking at today? Well, we want to look at one last Bible verse this morning that will help us begin to get a picture of how, how really big this is. This is Romans, again, Romans chapter 5, verse 17. If death got the upper hand through one's, one man's wrongdoing, and that's the story of Adam, and he messed it all up way back, so if through Adam's wrongdoing... If the, oh, let me back up. <clears throat> if death got the upper hand through Adam's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes, sovereign life, in those who grasp with both hands this wildly extravagant life gift, this grand setting everything right the, that the one man, Jesus Christ, provides? So that's a long sentence, but here, here it is. Adam messed everything up, and he messed up mankind through this one act. Well, Jesus came and said, I can fix mankind through this act, through loving them, through giving my life. And that's what he did. Jesus set everything right between us and God. So he, he did it in one with his, his act of love by dying on the cross. Everything that, that Ed's talking about, that's how big a deal this is. Now, here's, here it is kind of stated. Everyone can come to life when they receive God's amazing gift of forgiveness and a relationship with him. That's how big this is. Every single person on earth can come to life. Our, our family that, that we're looking at, you know, can you see how this would help them? Can, can you see how if they grab hold of God and, and the fact that Jesus has fixed uh, the relationship so that now they can be part of God's family. Can you see how that could change their lives forever? Can you begin to maybe put yourself in their spot and see how it could change your life? How really connecting to God can change you. For so many, their um, family dynamics and differences and difficulties, they, they go unresolved. They, they cause hurt and anxiety in families all across our, our country today, really all across the world, maybe even in your family. But it happens because people aren't living the life that God made them for. But the good news is that because of what Jesus did, you can live the life that God made you for. Um, our family that we're looking at today, this new, this new mom and dad, and you know, just branching out into a new life as a family unit, and maybe even your family, they can find, and you can find, that missing part today, that piece of, that's kind of not there that you've been thinking, man, we need something. And we, that we, we're good people, but we need, we, we need something else. Well, you can connect to God today. All over the country, all over the world, people are celebrating Easter. This very morning, I mean, they're in church too, and they're, they're celebrating what happened and what Jesus did and the insights of, of Easter, the insight and the, the great things that Jesus accomplished for all of us. Well, you can do that too today. You can connect to him today. And what, what you can do is grab hold of what he did for us. It's, it's really not a difficult thing to do. You see, this family, our families. What we can do is, is we can accept the fact that we're missing a piece and just get real and get honest with ourselves. You know what? I've done good and I, I feel like it, but there is something I can't do by myself. I've tried and it's, I, I can't. I can't seem to put it together. And that maybe you feel like, 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 like something's off 
Maybe there is a huge gaping hole in your life, and you're like, I don't just feel like something's off. I feel like everything's off. Well, wherever you're at, you need a real relationship with God. That's what Jesus came for, so that we could do that. And again, the thing that Adam messed up, Jesus came to fix it. And it's as simple as talking to God. How do you build a relationship with somebody? You talk to them. I mean, if you think of somebody like, hey, I want to be their friend. Well, what do you do? You call them up, let's go do this. You, you hang out together. You spend time together. You get to know them. It's the same thing, the same way with God. You say, okay, God, I want to get to know you. You can begin to build that relationship. So if, you wanna, if you're in the spot and you've had this gaping hole or you're like missing something and something's not right, we want to help you today. We want to help you take advantage of what Jesus did today and connect to God today. And it's as simple as just saying, hey, God, I want to do this. Jesus, will you save me? I have sinned. I have refused or failed to live the, guy, the, the life that you made me for. And I'd like to get that set straight. I'd like to do that right. Now, what we're going to do, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I'll just ask everybody to do this. Um, a lot of times, especially maybe even the first time when you're saying, God, I want to get something right, there, there could be a lot of things that want to distract you. So I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to trust me now. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Now, nobody's going to steal your purse. All right? It's okay. Just, or just put it, clutch it in your lap, all right? Clutch it in your lap. That way nobody can steal it. But just close your eyes for a minute and just kind of tune everybody else out. This is you and God. And I want to pray for you. And as I do that, I want you to make this prayer your own, especially if you've never connected to God before. Kind of just put yourself into this and make this your prayer to God. Here we go. Dear God, we've been missing something in our lives. Some of us feel like we've got a, a, just a, a huge, just this gaping hole, this gap, this something that we can't fill and we want you to fill it. Jesus, thank you that you, you, you came to fix the stuff that Adam messed up for me. Will you put things back together? Will you, will you save me from, from the, the path that I'm going down? Will you, will you save me from the bad decisions and the failures that I've had? Will you fix things? God, will you lead me and guide me from today on? I want to live the life that you made me for. Again, please forgive me for those, those sins and those things where I messed up. And will you bring me into your family today and take me down the road that you know is best? I want you to lead my life. Help me to get to know you. Help me and my family to find out who you are and how much you love us. Amen. If you're here today and you're, you're, you're thinking, man, that, that's me. I, I needed to be here this, this Sunday. I, I get it. I understand that Easter is really a big deal to me because it lets me get connected back to God, or maybe connected to God for the first time ever. 
And if you're in here today and you've said, that's it. Today, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to latch on to what Jesus did. I've decided to start a real relationship with God. We want to ask you to grab one of those in those seat pockets. You're going to see these in, in these little green cards. They're kind of tall and skinny. Well, if you would fill one of those out, it says, I've decided on the top. And, and just on your way out, throw it in that little teal-looking basket by the doors. We want to reach out to you and say, hey, we, this is what your next step would be. Congratulations, you've decided to be part of God's family. He, he, he loves you, and we want to help you along the way. That, that's part of the job of a church, and that's to grab hold of and love people, and that's what we want to do for you. And so if, if you would fill that out, it'd be great for you. It'd be great for us, and we could, we could reach out and be part of things with you. Um, you know, all of our family portraits, they give us a view of the dynamics the differences, and the difficulties that go along with family. But if we'll treasure God's insights, our family portraits can bring joy and happiness and life to, to us every time we see them. Maybe yours doesn't yet, but from now on, you can look at it and say, everything hasn't been perfect, but Jesus put my family together. He got us going down the right track. Our families can be complete. We celebrate Easter because Jesus made it possible for us to be complete. Y'all stand. Let's pray. Let me remind you of some things before we pray. Easter egg hunt will take place shortly out there. If you would, parents, get your kids pretty quickly, and we'll get started out there just as soon as we feel like we've got everybody. Uh, let's see. Family pictures out there in the booth as well. Take your uh, phone by there. Guests, if you take that Connect card to the uh, guest cart outside, we'd like to give you that gift. And finally, as Chad just finished saying, if you've decided today you want to build and begin a meaningful relationship with God and you're filling out that green card, put that in the plastic buckets on your way out. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your willingness to die on the cross for me, to pay for the sin I couldn't pay for and the sin of the whole world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, thank you for raising Jesus from the dead that also gives me new life here on earth. I'm not just forgiven, but I have your presence to have the abundant life you want me to have. Thank you for that. We all thank you for that. And Lord, this week, continually giving you thanks and praise and worship for your awesome gift of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen.